Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. And we got co-host Liz. Why are you sitting next to me? Uh, I got lost. Uh, um, Dad, he's too close. <laughs> so we are actually uh, uh, we're I'm down. Dad now. I thought he was dad. I guess. I got. I think I'm usually supposed to be dad. <gasps> My two dads. There it is. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Aww. That's unsettling. Um, we are uh, hetero life mates. Yes. That's yeah. Yeah. That's Accurate. fine. Mostly hetero. Well, life. I'm yeah. 40%. The, so um, we are uh, uh, down a few folks. Uh, after last week's episode, uh, Elijah checked himself into uh, <laughs> rehabilitation. Thank God. Um, I don't even know what for. Uh, I'm not sure what he's rehabbing. It might just be us. I think he might it's just, just be me. Yeah. He's just rehabbing yeah, his just, knee. Me, he's, he's, he's just racing. Physical therapy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. All I know is that he's in rehab. Uh, Danielle, Danielle took him, said she was on her way anyway, and the two of them went, and that's... So now we're just down to, down to us today. I'm drinking water so. tonight, but not because of last week's episode just because we're recording on a Monday and I have to go to practice after this. So I'd like that you have to explain why you're <laughs> drinking water, right? <laughs> like it's nothing when we get drunk as hell on here, but, but like water, you're like, well, let me explain. There's a reason for this. <laughs> Nobody get concerned. H2O. Uh, oh, yeah. Am I right? Guys? <laughs> no, no, you are not water. That's that frozen stuff in my uh, whiskey, right? Exactly. Um, so uh, uh, I know it has been, it's taken us just a little bit, but I would like to go ahead and announce the winner. You remember this a while ago? We were doing this thing. We were doing a giveaway of five five games. You guys remember this? Yeah. It was, it's been a minute. Wait, is that gaming platform still around? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> been a minute, but yes. So uh, we, I, I drew the name, and I kept forgetting, and so we did the thing. So apologies for that. But the winner uh, of our five, count them five, games available on mm-hmm. Steam through both Windows and Mac. And you can give away to them or use them yourself, whichever you want to do. Uh, the winner is... It didn't actually have a name I could pronounce. Right. Uh, G... The screen name is yeah okay then G slash Zuzich Z U Z H C sure uh, G slash Z U Z H C is the name uh, but he he or she or they they or let's go with the they let's, let's go, go with they they, they is a safe go. pronoun let's mm-hmm. go so they uh, let actually we're luckily fortunately we still have nothing but five star reviews. Um, so they Hooray. were one of, they also gave us five star. You gave us a really cool review over there too. And for your five stars, we're giving you five dreamcast games. We are not giving you five dreamcast games. <laughs> we're giving you five games available. Congratulations. Steam. Uh, Steamcast. Don't forget folks. It is not too late, even though we're not giving any more prizes yet. Uh, a review on iTunes would really make our lives better. So, uh, mm-hmm. do it. Or I don't, I don't a know contribution you, on Patreon. I don't know if you guys yeah, know this, but Al has really low self-esteem. So I need validation. We, yeah. I yeah. need validation, people. I think that's all three of us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not not the three of us. Speak for so. yourself. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. We, we figured that out last week, huh? <laughs> so uh, shall we get started? You just want to get started with the thing? Let's do it. Let's, let's, do, the, do, it. let's do the thing here. Uh, up first, I actually am going to let Dan uh, take this one because I think he can speak to it better than I can. Yeah, we've got a. It's a bad day, actually. There was there was other news here that's that's going to be related to this, but uh, Steve Ditko, co-creator of Doctor Strange and most importantly Spider Man, uh, has passed away uh, this past week at the age of ninety. Um, he uh, he was a very complicated individual. Um, he's kind of the Bill Finger of. Marvel in a lot of ways. We've talked about Bill Finger before. Mm-hmm. He was the kind of silent creator of Batman and Bob Kane took all the credit. 
Um, that's kind of how Steve Ditko felt about Stan Lee for a long time. Probably until his death, actually. Yeah. Um, in 1999, Stan Lee kind of put out an olive branch. He wrote him a letter saying, I recognize you as the co-creator. And he didn't like that he had said recognize. Like, just, I am. You don't recognize me as it. I am it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, after 34 issues of Spider-Man, walked away from Marvel. And, like, literally turned in his pages and said, I'm out. And he went uh, to a couple other comic book companies and created some other uh, well-known characters like The Question um, and uh, a, a couple of others. Character. Yeah, it's creepy, creepy. Yeah. He is. They, they could make such a cool Question movie. Yeah, they really could. Now, Liz, The Question was a character that uh, his mask was just like a flesh-colored flap. So, like, oh. you never see his face. Like a faceless man, basically. Oh, that's, yeah. that's creepy. I yeah. don't like that. And a lot of people said that Rorschach from Watchmen oh. was a complete ripoff of oh, the question. He mm. abs- no, no, let's be clear. Rorschach yeah. was a ripoff right. of the question. There's no doubt about Somebody it. Somebody once asked Steve Ditko if he had ever uh, heard of uh, Rorschach, if he knew about this character. And he goes, oh, that's the one that's kind of like the question, but crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, bro. The question's crazy. The question too. is also yeah. Yeah. The question is you can actually see a really great version of the question. I think mm-hmm. on the Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. uh, with the old animated series that we, that yeah. came through there. They did. A, I think. I think they did a really good job with him and uh, exploring the way that he's he is a detective. He's just like Batman, but mm-hmm. uh, he just buys into conspiracy theories in a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But he's still really good at what he does, and it's a really interesting character. So much I mean, like yeah. much like Kelsey Rose buys into conspiracy theories. I didn't know Kelsey I Rose. We had oh, a whole yeah. we had a whole discussion about her. She's her, our correspondent. Oh, conspiracy right. correspondent. That's right. That's right. That's dinosaurs right. Dinosaurs are like not mm-hmm. real or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's well, not a flat earther, well, but that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Did you see? Now, actually, speaking of Kelsey Rose, do you see that she's now going through Westworld? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's working her way through season one. Almost where, done with it. Where was she when you guys were doing Dreams of Delos? Well, now she can. I yeah. I don't. To that. I don't know what the you know nothing version is in Westworld, but it <laughs> um, doesn't look like anything to me. Kelsey Rose. Oh yeah. Damn, off the top of your head too. Well done, Dan. What's up? So, anyway, so tell but, us more about uh, about Steve here. But yeah. back to Steve Ditko. Um, he and Stan Lee were quite the dynamic duo. They basically created the Marvel method, which started off as Stan basically saying, "All right, in this issue." Spider-Man's going to do this, this, and this, and he's going to fight this guy, and it's going to go like this. And then Steve would draw the pictures, and Stan would fill in the speech bubbles. But eventually, it got to the point where Steve would just hand him a book that would have all of the images drawn, and the story completely conceptualized. Mm-hmm. And then, then Stan Lee would then have to look at this and come up with the dialogue to fill in the blanks. Wow. And that became known as the Marvel Method. Okay. Where it's more artist-based than writer-based. Right. Um, so part of their rift came with uh, not quite the same political agendas, mm-hmm. a lot of people think, where uh, he would draw a scene with a bunch of hippies and Spider-Man walking by saying something, and in his mind it would be, get out of here, you stupid hippies. <laughs> and Stan Lee would write in, like, I'm with you guys. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had very different uh, political leanings, and I think that's one of the big things that pushed them apart, that and the lack of recognition. But even uh, he turned down recognition. He didn't want to be known as the creator of Spider-Man in the end. He didn't want money for the movies. Like He, he turned away everything. He became a bit of a hermit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a documentary done a few years back where they were, it was called Searching for Steve Ditko. 
and they tracked him down. They found him. He almost hung up on them when oh, they geez. called. Uh, and he said, basically, you can stop by and say hi, but leave the cameras downstairs. Wow. Leave the microphones. Like, he didn't want anything. Hey, and some dudes like their privacy. Yeah. Um, he was a bit of a, a conspiracy theorist, I think, also, mm. towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the really unfortunate thing is this is happening the same time that uh, Stan Lee's going through all these issues. Right. And this past week in court... Um, his protection uh, was denied. Mm. The, the protection uh, order that he had put in against his manager, basically, yeah. has been denied, and he is basically giving up on life, people are saying. Oh, that's so, really sad. Yeah, and we know that he, he lost his wife, June, just a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, unfortunately, this makes me feel like it's coming all that much sooner, you know, seeing Steve go. That's gonna be a bad day for me, guys. Yeah, it <laughs> won't. A bad day for everybody. Yeah, man. I don't. It won't. It won't be a highlight. I think. Yeah. No. This um, one was rough enough. I mean, if you go back and look at some of that early Spider-Man art, it's completely different than anything else that you'll ever see in in any Spider-Man run. Like his his version of the character is is the Tom Holland Spider-Man that we know and love. Right. You know, it's he's a young kid. He's not this big muscular guy. He's right. going through teenage problems. There's even one of uh, in his last issue, there are six pages of Spider-Man trapped underneath this giant machine just trying to get up just like in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Like, wow. so much of the Spider-Man that we're seeing on the screen today is directly from Steve Ditko's contributions. And, and good on Marvel for, you know, pulling that kind of, like, yeah. vintage, authentic, like, original material. Right. All right. So, let's, uh, but let's... we have some, some happier Spider-Man news. <laughs> yes. Happier? Yes, we do. Funner. Do we? Oh, listen. More enjoyable. <laughs> listen, uh, if you... Look, look at that picture. <laughs> this story Liz. was brought to you by yours truly. <laughs> I think this is amazing. So we were talking here about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So we've been, we've been following this one actually a little more closely than I thought we would. Yeah. This is the animated Spider-Man one that features uh, Nick from New Girl. Uh-huh. Uh, as Peter Parker, uh, Miles Morales is your lead, and uh, we know that now Spider Gwen is going to be in by Gwen Stacy, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there's this line that the uh, kid playing Spider Man, the Spider, sorry, uh, Miles Morales mm-hmm. asks. He says, he says, wait, how many Spider? How many of us? How many of us are there? And I think the Peter Parker's answer is uh, uh, save it for Comic Con, and then they yeah. kind of go off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's but, like, wait, what's that? Yeah, and because yeah, and it's great. You got to watch the trailer here. But now they've announced officially. I, I, I wasn't convinced this was real. That they are. He bringing, never turns down a role. What do you mean you weren't convinced this was real? Oh no, I don't know. No, I didn't doubt that Nick Cage would do it. But <laughs> Nick Cage is officially signed on as a uh, uh, Noir Spider Man. Spider Man Noir. Spider Man Noir. Excuse me. Spider Man Noir. Spider Man Noir. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so excited. So Spider-Man, you know what? And this is voice acting, so... Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is because, to me, Nick Cage sounds just (sighs) goofy as hell, okay? Right. And, and, like, I could see them making Nick Cage, like, maybe a sillier Spider-Man in this Spider-Verse, if you will. I don't think... No, this isn't the silly Spider-Man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Spider-Man noir sounds like, ooh... Like this in is, the shadows, this is Spider-Man with guns. dark, cool, mysterious, and like, <laughs> and then you just have Nick Cage running in, like, not the bees. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what is that? He's done, but he's done some creepy stuff. Yeah, 
you know? I guess. I don't, I don't, and I don't hate on Nick Cage. Like I actually I feels a little, like I actually, a little, on. little Haiti. I enjoy Nick Cage, but maybe I enjoy Nick Cage in like an ironic way. Like, let me tell you a couple years ago, a group of friends and I, we all dressed up as various different Nick Cage characters. You told from us Halloween. this. Yeah. You were fear I was, and loathing. I, I was H.I. McDonough from uh, raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Yeah. And we had the guy, one of our friends made a cage that had fake bees in it. And he was from wicker man. And we had, we had a, um, what's the flaming skull? Ghost Rider. We had yeah. a Ghost Rider. We had, you know, so one, this, one guy dressed like John Travolta and acted like Nick Cage. Okay. Face, off. face off. Yeah. But that uh, was a little harder to translate. I love so, points for originality. Yeah. You know, so I still love Gone on 60 Seconds. It's still <laughs> I love that movie. Like it's I'm not saying it's like quality cinema. Right. 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 But I mean, it's up there with like the replacements. Or Gladiator as just one of the those. The funny thing about that movie is it came out at the same time as like Fast and the Furious One. There was like Volcano and Dante's Inferno. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Armageddon Inferno. and Deep Impact. Who cares? Yeah, uh, we got Armageddon. It's fine. But this, what is it? But Gone. I mean, that number one. I, 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 right now, that is just it, it's it's fun and it's interesting to me and i think i did i enjoyed the movie a lot and it made me i love that one and uh con air con air is just a con wonderfully shit. it's just one of just a wonderfully terrible movie and uh <sighs> what's the other one that goes with that oh uh the rock oh yeah 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 winners, we had we had all of these characters winners go home and fuck the prom queen man like that's <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's what you do. Winners go home and fuck the problem queen. <laughs> See, you're, you're Sean Connery. He's not bad. Thank you. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll take just... a Whopper Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so amusing? I did not know that you had this hidden talent, Dan. <laughs> That's what he would order at, uh, at Burger King, you know. Uh, a Whopper Junior. Not anymore. They just came out and admitted that they put horse meat in their in their burgers. Meh. Meh. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think I feel I feel it was a pretty it was a predictable response. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you were to reveal to Dan Allen Liz that there's some horse meat in burger and in, in, in the Whopper, how would they react? Man, man, ew. Yep, that's yep. about right. Yep. Actually, it was less of an ew and more of a. <laughs> But you know, they also have like lighter fluid in their burgers, so it's yeah. fine. Oh, a, a friend of mine went through a drive-through at Taco Bell one time, and they told him that he couldn't have a taco because their meat hose was broken. So guess where nobody eats anymore? I'm still eating there. <laughs> <laughs> like a good meat hose in your life. <laughs> well, you know what I like? You know what I like? A 79 cent taco. Forty <laughs> percent I like, like <laughs> meat hose. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so Spider-Man Noir, though. So tell Dan, give a give us a, a, a real quick. Uh, I, I am by no, by means no expert in this character, but uh, this is uh, again into the Spider Verse is basically the idea that every Spider-Man that's been ever drawn or portrayed exists somewhere in this world. Okay. Uh, and Spider-Man Noir uh, is from, uh, I believe, Prohibition era. Yeah, um, he's oh, a so steampunky he's, he's like, vibe. He's the very like meow, see? Exactly. Spider-Man. <laughs> like, well, but, but, but uh, he's like a detective, like okay. like a Dick Tracy kind of a detective yeah. that has guns that shoot webs, <laughs> and he wears goggles. And he only refers to women as dames. Probably. God, he I hope so. may also refer to them as broads yeah, also or that. skirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, don't don't limit him. Girl what? Friday. Where did broads hmm? come from? I want to. I want to explore that one day. I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, right yeah, now. one day is fine. I, we're not. I don't. I already feel weird because I said skirts and and the broads. Not, I don't. <laughs> time's up on us, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's that's one thing that happened. But hey, you know the man missed out on his chance to play Superman. 
Well, he's still getting to do it. The Teen Titans go to the movies. Oh, right. That's yeah, right. He's playing Spider-Man. So he's, he's, doing, he's doing voice for both worlds. There is. He's he's now. Maybe this is just just all about making Nick Cage's dreams come true. I, I mean, I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, let's see what Nick Cage's dreams look I like. I really think they should take the Kevin Smith's script for uh, Superman Forever mm-hmm. that Nick Cage was supposed to be Superman in and just mm-hmm. do an animated version. I mean, I'd watch it. And put Nick Cage as the voice actor for, for Clark Kent and Superman. Why not? I'd watch it. I'd absolutely I'd watch the hell out of that. I don't know how intensely you can watch something, but I would watch it. Like, <laughs> oh, pretty intensely. I mean, it depends on the content of what you're watching. Sure. I mean, yeah, but I it's would. It's supposed to be a great script. People who have read it said, say that it's awesome. I'm, I have no doubt. The man knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah. Kevin Smith has written a movie or two. And a comic book or two. And a comic book or two. He's <laughs> got a vague, he's got a passing knowledge of Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's do it, man. I'd rather, I'll t- I would rather see that than the Snyder Cut. Yeah. The Snyder Cut doesn't exist now, they're saying. Oh, my God. There's, so I get, so Google, Google uh, knows everything about me because it's it very invasive, and I, let, <laughs> I should be clear, I opened the door. Yeah, like, you, you, let, you let it, you, I mean, did, you let Google be invasive. I mean, did you, did It's you not s- even invasive. I invited Google. Did I was you like, see what you were wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he opened the doors and invited the wave on he in. Was wearing, yeah, I was he <laughs> was wearing primary. Colors. I mean, I just. Why well, do I? Don't, I'm like. I'm like. You know what, Google? It's fine. Here, just whatever. Come here. <laughs> like they're just. They say, hey, can we? And I'm like, yes. Like I don't even pretend to read the. Al was the one guy that logged on to Google Wave one day and it wasn't there and was like, oh. <laughs> I was. Wait, what whoa, was Google Wave? I was way more than oh. It was their version of Slack. Oh. So wait, then what do. was Google Plus? Google Plus was their, their version, version of, of Facebook. Right. Right. But Google Google Wave was just. It was. It was phenomenal. It was so ahead of its time. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. It was because this was. You remember this is early two thousands, and what this and what this was Google, like twenty twelve. No, no, no. It was before Firefly. You know, one day we'll consider twenty twelve early two thousands, Dan. It was before That's Firefly true. because when fire because when they say I'll send them away, that is a reference to the Google Wave. That's a nod to it. Anyway, so what the Google Wave could do it was an online chat thing, and one of the things the Google Wave could do was it would translate other languages in real time. So like oh nine it came out Google uh, Google Wave. How effectively would it translate language? Really well. They did it. They did it live on stage. Oh, that's and he was and the guy was typing in Mandarin and it was coming across in English. So the Google Translate was baked into it would show it the words as they as he typed them like in real time. Wow. And that was I mean that was really impressive. Google did a whole. I nailed it by the way. All Google Waves were deleted twenty twelve. Aw. Yeah. April twenty twelve. No. Is there a Mandarin keyboard? Yeah. Okay. Aren't there a lot more than there 26 be. characters? Well, well, it's about the size of our table. <laughs> <laughs> so the way... Write this letter. It's email. Texts are so, a bitch. So in Mandarin, like in a lot of like Asian languages, they're each, each what we would refer to as a letter, each character is actually a combination of letters. So um, it actually comes up into being almost like a word. So... I'm not terribly familiar with Mandarin, but that's so when you go to type them, you're actually picking the individual letters and then they come together to form the word and then it's tonal. So I don't know how you express tone in the, it was this way more than anybody wanted. Okay, let's move <laughs> no, on. I was um, watching Liz's reaction. It was great. <laughs> I was just like, he's so, he knows so many things. I, <laughs> Look at how smart he is. This, he's suddenly so attractive. What's this, going on? This brain is so full of useless information. I mean, I, mean, I would say that that's semi useful. It is. I mean, there's it's better than like, I can't think of anything trivial right now. Right. It's <laughs> like being this? able to, you know, name every single character from every house of Game of Thrones ever. 
I can't do that. Well, I can't do that's that either, but I can, do, I can do many of them. Actually. Uh, actually so uh, up next, we have This Week in Elon, Thai Ooh. Cave Edition. Oh. So uh, as of this recording, they have managed to save eight of the 12. I'm sorry. Let's back up here. Yeah. So here's what happened. There was a Thai soccer team. Uh, they went on a trip with their coach and were exploring some caves, and then things went terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. So now they're, they've been trapped in this cave uh, for two weeks. And you can look, if you look on our YouTube or on literally any news site whatsoever, you can see a whole lot more information. We are not equipped to get into exactly what is going on here or how it all works. Right. But um, what Elon did, Elon decided to get involved. And uh, first, he just started like tweeting out tips. Yeah, and oh, I, yeah, there was there was this it. whole big thing about like creating an air tunnel that they yeah. could walk through that would like expand, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, push the water out of the way, like basically an underwater uh, bouncy house. Yeah, yeah, that was his. his that was his first idea, right? But uh, then he went all Tony Stark, yeah, and created a child-sized submarine that can be dragged through the water by two. Uh, Scuba divers. Right. So the problem here is that the cave, so the cave itself is not underwater. Right. Where they're hanging, where the kids are hanging out. Yet. There is right. a possibility that it happens, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, what's going on with it, though, is like there's, as you, as you have to go through the cave to get back to the surface, there are parts where the cave is flooded and you have to kind of swim underneath and then back up. And it's very tricky. Mm-hmm. And actually, a, uh, a Thai Navy SEAL actually has already died just trying to deliver air tanks along the way. And I don't know much about Navy SEALs, but I got to feel like scuba diving would be one of the things they're really good at. So if this gentleman was unable to do it, you know that we're not talking like, um, you know, like, like when you come off the back of the back of the cruise ship and you go on your little excursions, not the cruise ship itself. Don't don't have the cruise ship itself. When you take a little (laughs) quick, like, so the reason that he, that he got, stuck and died was because he had extra tanks with him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it, it necessarily speaks to the, the difficulty of scuba diving alone itself. But I think what happened was that he was trying to pass an extra tank through a very small space. Yeah. It's more about the, the difficulty of this particular. Oh, I'm, sorry, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I was referring to. I'm referring specifically to this one. I've actually, I actually, uh, uh, I tried scuba diving exactly once. It was, uh, with a little tour group kind of thing. I couldn't do it. I panicked. Like I just freaked the hell out. The second I got it's, it's hard and it's scary. Cause you look around like, Oh my God, I can't breathe. Now understand. I'm like three feet under the water. <laughs> right. Like I can reach my hand up and be my, my hands out of the water guys. Everything's fine. <laughs> you pulled but, the line on your jacket. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Like I could not <laughs> like it's, it's not easy. It's picturing like Al just like poof. Ah. <laughs> Like, dude, your, your hair was already out of the water. Just literally lift your head up and you're <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, but this one, because this one in particular is incredibly difficult because there are parts where you it's very, very narrow and right. you've got to get through a lot of very complicated, technically speaking, a very, very difficult dive prof- like a prof- in the dark, in the dark, um, in, although in the murky water. And with with and and with what well, you're also dealing here with different tides and different not tides currents mm-hmm. um, as the water is kind of coming in and receding and it just gets it's just and pretty much the worst possible diving setup and more rain coming and more rain coming yeah because uh, Thailand is actually in the middle of its monsoon season which lasts uh, actually it's just kicked up a couple months ago and will go through September they were, basically hurricane season for th- us they yeah. initially were saying that due to the heavy rains and the length of the monsoon season, they were initially planning on like 
packing them up with enough supplies and food and medical supplies to stay there for the next four months until they could walk out. And at that point, that's when my claustrophobia like and anxiety goes like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. how, how long can I hold my breath? I'm, so, I'm, I'm going. Well, this is, and so this is, and these kids are 11 to 16 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. But so Elon though, Elon went fully on, went full Tony Stark, built a sub and a synth engineers from both SpaceX and boring, mm-hmm. uh, which is his underground tunneling company, right. which, which could be useful in this situation. Right. Well, and they, I don't know if you saw that, but the sub is actually based on a part of the Falcon rocket. Yeah, it's a part of the hull of the Falcon rocket is what they sent down there to go do it. Although, as I look at the size of the um, of the the thing, like, I'm not really all that claustrophobic. I'd freak the hell out in there, but I also get freaked the hell out if I was stuck underground in a cave. Exactly. So I think these kids are past claustrophobia at this right, point. Yeah, right. I mean, hopefully you yeah. certainly hope so. Um, so uh, we're now have the do we know have they used it yet? No, it's still on its way there because uh, gotcha. it had to get. They had, so to, the, had to build it and test so it. So the and four, th- the four that are left are what? Three children and the coach. No, no, four. The four, the four students and the coach, and then they've sent down like there's other like a doctor went in there and like there's other people they've Support sent staff. We'll and, say, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they, they keep referring. I don't. Nobody's. I haven't seen anything showing exactly who's like, who's all in there with them, but there's now more people that have gone in there, as they keep bringing them supplies and trying to funnel them out and right. all of that. So they wrapped up. Today is uh, Monday. We're actually recording a day early. So uh, as of Monday, eight are out, four plus the coach are still left. They had to decide amongst themselves who was going to go, which is some pretty goddamn reward. And I'm betting they all looked at the the coach and said, you don't get to pick. (laughs) Because you got us into this shit. (laughs) Oh, the poor coach. Oh, Oh, let's look at this cave, kids. This will be fun. Right? Like when they get out of here, man. Fired. Like just just the, the amount of fired that this man is. This poor, poor man. <laughs> or just like the amount of mocking. Like he, he keeps his job and like, the kids are always just like something happens. They're on another trip. Like, you, you can explore the keys. Al, you've been a camp counselor <laughs> and a youth minister and, and in charge of groups of young children. Can you imagine if this had been you? Yeah, actually. I like getting stuck in this situation. So I did, and this is absolutely just a brief highlight. And in, in my time uh, working with young people, mm-hmm. uh, I did several high adventure trips or do something like this. During that time, I uh, fell off the side of a mountain and, fr- and fell probably about 30 feet, 20, 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got stuck, literally stuck and wedged in a cave. <laughs> um I had uh, 27 hours style. Uh, n- n- no, thankfully, but there was a, there was a genuine concern. Like the guide, our guide on the cave. Cause this isn't like one of the caves where there's, where there's like, you know, like lights installed and railings and stuff. Right. This is a hole in the ground that they will take you on a tour of. And I got stuck in a part of it. Cause I was trying to show the kids that it was going to be okay. Oh and no, got, that's the worst when you're trying to be the example of like, yeah. don't worry. It's fine. Well, uh, you know, it should have been uh, a clue is the, the section that we were going through was literally called the birth canal and I shouldn't have tried that. Uh, but the other kids were nervous and I'm like, look, I'll do it too. Cause if I can make it, all of you can make it. And so then I got stuck uh, and I'm like literally wedged between these two rocks and I'm like, I'm, sh- I start to panic and I'm like, I can't panic in front of the kids. Right. I'll look to the guide and I look at the guide and the guide's face is just like, uh, like he is like the guy scared shitless and I'm like oh god and so every it's just really it's dead silent in this cave everyone is staring at me and I didn't know what else to do so I, I told Imagine the if kids, you were stuck and all the other kids were on the inside of the cave well what I said to the kids is I was like look I tried my best and I failed <laughs> the lesson here 
never try. <laughs> and then they all laugh nervously, and I cut myself like a just trying to get out. Like I got like cut up pretty bad on the rocks. So yeah, I fell off a mountain. Uh, ooh, also I uh, went over the handlebars of a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh, did some that. permanent damage to my shoulder as a result. Uh, so yeah, what yeah. What kind of extreme Bible camp were you running? Like this was. Sometimes it was YMCA. Some of it was church camp. Some of it was you know. Sort of, I did a whole bunch of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I get it because I've. Yeah, I also got lost in a Thai jungle once. So I mean, imagine, that was without kids. That was just me and my wife. But, but, but we got imagine lost in a, like the Lord of the Flies situation going on down there with twelve kids. Uh uh-uh. uh, eleven to six. All no. blaming you. Mm mm. Actually, you know what? Though I'd say like the cool thing about working with kids though is they they're not blaming him. Yeah, um, they're not. I mean, I I don't speak Thai and I'm not there, mm-hmm. but uh, typically, you know, you do these when you take kids and you do these kinds of trips. It is. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody signs up for this right. adventure. Everybody signs up to do it. Uh, I actually just, I honestly, my heart breaks for that poor bastard because, uh, you know, he's carrying, he's, he, he will be the last one out. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those kids will go through. And yeah. I couldn't imagine, I, I couldn't imagine losing a kid. Like oh. I've almost, I've almost killed myself on these trips many times and that's fine with me. Um, but we've, I, I, I couldn't imagine losing a kid. Yeah, um, I did have one who was not listening to me this one time. We we're standing up on, the, on this very high ledge, like really, like I fell because I was rappelling and I was they couldn't hold me and I free fell for like twenty thirty feet with a backpack full of gear on, uh, and that that was painful. Uh-huh. Uh, and after I landed, there was dead silence for a moment, and then one of the girls started laughing because teenagers are terrible. But there was this one <laughs> kid. There was one kid during the seven mile hike up this mountain and we're standing on the, on the edge of a cl- literal edge of a cliff. Like we're talking, we're talking like hundreds of feet down and he keeps and he's standing with his back to the edge of this cliff a two way, way too close to the edge. And I'm like, you need to come back. You're too close. Come on back. I told you not to come back. He's like, whatever, whatever. He's giving me lip about it. And then he goes to do something and he shifts his weight and he starts to fall backwards. And I managed to reach out and literally grab him before he fell. And I will tell you, I did that instinctively, and I would do it again a hundred times. But as, I, but after I had him, I had him in hand. I knew it was going to be okay, and I was pulling it back. This one little voice in the back of my head was like, "Fuck!" I think like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't work with kids anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the point here, Elon—that's who we're talking about. Uh, Elon's got his little sub. He got the sub, so we're going to keep an eye on this one and see how it goes. Yeah, uh, but it only holds one at a time, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't get more than one at a time through there's that one really nasty spot. You, if you look in the graphics package, uh, there's this one little nasty spot right on the way at the last little spot here where it's just brutal. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't, well, that's where that's the way it's like a 70 centimeter opening. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's not big enough. No, hopefully the boring not. company can do something about that. Well, here's the, here's the, here's the thing I would say. I wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't have fit going in. Let right. alone, you I know mean, what I'm saying? Like there's no, they're all, they're all very small. I mean, they're <laughs> athletes and right. they're right. children. So, right. And I just, I just would never, yeah, there would never have been a problem because I would have gotten something like, well, I'm not fit for that whole guys. Look, this is where it ends. Yeah. Let's go back. Oh, <laughs> Wait, that was a fun five second walk into this mouth of this cave. All right. Goodbye. Let's go see if we can find a bigger one. <laughs> um, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. All right. A little bit of heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but God, of... do blessings to you guys, man. Stay, stay safe. Let's remove review a movie. Let's do that. Let's do that. Can we do that. Let's, Let's do, that. do that. So we are discussing Ant Man and the Wasp. So from uh, there is so for those of you who are, uh, we're not going to do a B roll tonight. So um, we're going to do this, and then we'll go in and we'll 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 talk JLMO and uh, do Liz's mom, et cetera, et cetera. Why are we uh, Why are we doing a movie review as our main topic of an episode, Al? Because it's FGS Classics Month. It's FGS Classics Month. Bah, 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 bah.
Remember when we used to give you three-hour episodes because we mixed our movie reviews with the other stuff that we did? Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, this time, though, we're going to do something similar, but we're just not going to include the B-roll, so this episode will not be three hours long. Right. Uh, but we are going to do our uh, part of our main topic here is our, for FGS Classic Month. So the uh, the scoring rubric is, is on there right now. I'll go through it for you real quick. We're going to grade Ant-Man and the Wasp. So all the spoilers, by the way, if you want to skip ahead a little ways, you can find out. We'll do the rest of our stuff. Um Originality, did they do something new or do you see the same old, same old uh, story, uh, looking at plot points, looking at uh, uh, plot holes, pacing, etc. Characters, are we getting something new? And again, or, or again, are we just looking at some lazy one-dimensional tropes? Uh, then we'll talk about our technical, which is where we get into our cinematography, our sound, those types of things, direct in, direction, and then overall enjoyment. Uh, so we'll each give our rankings from one to ten. We'll argue until we agree on a number, and then uh, we'll add those all up. A perfect movie would get a 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I don't think anybody's n- nothing's gotten anything close to an actual 50 yet. Uh, I think Infinity War came close with it. 43? 42. 42 uh, is the highest any movie has gotten. So Infinity War uh, followed closely by The Last Jedi, Wonder Woman, Thor Ragnarok. Pretty much was a whole bunch of movies that we've been really, really big fans of all the way up until you get to Dark Tower, where it's where the there's a there's a big, long dip dip before we get yeah. yeah but we'd still recommend let's see what was what was what did we what what did blade runner uh, what did dark tower get have you got it over there uh, is it 23 yeah yeah anything north of 30 we're calling a good movie mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah so i think that's really the kind of where these things dark tower was a 24 yeah yeah, any, a 25 would be just an average C movie for us, yeah, the way yeah. that'll work. Mm-hmm. So anything uh, anything north of 30, though, I'd say is a good movie. And looking at our list, I'm pretty comfortable with that. So that's how we're going to do it. You guys ready? Yep. Super ready. Let's get into it. Let's do this thing. All right. So um, let's do some real quick uh, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, on the movie here. Liz, do you want to start off? I, I liked it. I, I thought it was... Okay, so let me... All right, this is going to throw a, a wrench into the whole thing. Okay. I never saw the first one. That's just a shame, really. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just a little sad. Okay, yeah. so, but like, but, uh, but I need you guys to tell me, because mm-hmm. I didn't feel confused. I right. followed everything just Kay. fine. Um, I know enough about Ant-Man. I mean, I obviously I've seen civil war. So like, I, it's not like I'm just now being introduced to Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm not missing anything huge here. Cause they kind of do a pretty good recap. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Especially in the whole truth serum scene. They do yeah. a really good recap of like, right, well, and then even in the first, in the, first the, the biggest gag that you missed because you didn't see the first one is that, that scene yeah. with the oh. way that Lewis tells that story uh-huh. of how he met Scott. He does. He it. does that like three times during the course of the first Ant Man movie. Oh, it okay. is the best, and it's the best running joke in the movie. I guess. Okay, so the I guess way that, Lewis, I, I, I could watch a whole movie of Lewis just <laughs> explaining the MCU, right? Or explaining anything really. They should freaking do that online at least. <laughs> just right. amazing. Oh. So, and my big question here is why was Scott Lang in prison? He was first in prison. He was uh, a whistleblower at his company. Basically, he hacked in. Uh, they basically were taking people's money, not doing what they said they were doing with it. Uh-huh. That's the short version. Or yeah. something. So he hacked into the system, stole the money, and gave it back, Robin Hood style. Word. And went to prison for that. Okay. And so the, the first movie opens on the day that he gets out of prison, and Lewis is his, uh, was his cellmate, uh-huh. and he comes to pick him up at the uh, prison. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're, they're off on their adventures. And, cool, cool, cool. And antics ensue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so overall, you're you're happy with it? Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Good, uh, Dan. 
Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. It, to me, it wasn't as funny as the first one. Like, the first mm-hmm. Ant-Man movie was like a hard comedy, basically. Okay. It, it was a heist comedy, yeah. yeah. And uh, this one had more superhero feel to it. Right. And a little less comedy to it. And I was totally okay with that. It, it, I feel like it fits nicely in the MCU. And when you're coming off of an Avengers Infinity War, I think this is a the perfect kind of movie to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, we really needed Deadpool, and we really needed... We needed a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> we real. We needed a sorbet. And uh, still, and still, even after this palate cleanser, then they just dirtied up our palates again. Yeah. They just they, dusted up our palates again. And let's... Besides just doing another Ant-Man movie and, and continuing his story, I think that this laid a lot of groundwork for the next Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. Well, and for the future of the MCU. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Well, we'll get, we'll get into we'll those. Get there, yeah. Let's get into that, that piece later. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I loved the first Ant-Man. I think mm-hmm. Ant-Man was one of those. Um, I think Ant-Man's easy to get lost in the, in the shuffle of all of the other mm-hmm. because there's so many big, powerful superhero well, movies. so small. Um, I'm not, I'm not going for your puns. Huh. Um, there's so many, there's so many big huh. movies that get through there. I think it's easy to lose Ant-Man in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, this one, this one sticks up for me a lot like Thor does. You know, when you go back and you watch the first Thor movie, you're like, Oh, this is a lot better than I remember. Like there's yeah, actually the second some one that sucks. Yeah, no, the second one was garbage, Ugh. but the first one was actually a really good movie, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I, I think that I kind of look at Ant-Man the same way. I think it's easy to forget about him in the whole mix of stuff, but no man, like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I love the supporting cast here. Mm-hmm. I, I love, um, I love the tone that they take. I like that. They spend a moment to try to talk a little bit about, some of the issues that come through with the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's still a comedy. They're not trying to make any deep say, but they, you know, they take a second and recognize some of the ridiculousness that goes on there. Right. right. So I think there was, I think there was a lot of really interesting things that go on. And I, I do, I really love the way that this dovetails so nicely with the rest of the MCU mm-hmm. without touching the rest of the MCU. Right. Mm-hmm. So him on house arrest after, uh, after civil war. Right. Yep. Um, him and, and you know the way that they never they never mention anything about Infinity War during this. You, you contrast this. Well, it's taking place during it, so right. they couldn't. Well, but you contrast this with with, with Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield mm. has several points where they'll mention stuff, and you kind of hear it in a background piece, but it never it never actually transpires. And this, I think, does a really interesting bit with it. I like the way that it did it. Um, and I sat there waiting the entire time for those for that end credit scene. Yeah, I was waiting for that to happen the entire time. Yeah. Like um, during the movie yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I was too. I was waiting. I was waiting. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm with you on that one. But the problem here is that that then does not allow the movie to stand on its own. Right. And I think yeah. that's what makes their decision to do to deal with Infinity War in a post credit scene was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that one actually, that actually hit me. Oh, harder yeah. than the end of Infinity War did because again, like ah. we all know, well, because I, I like I wasn't really expecting it, and it wasn't, and the movie was so light, mm-hmm. and like I kind of was expecting it, but I wasn't like one hundred percent. And we got to the end credit scene, and I was like, you know what? Maybe they're ah, uh, they did it. <laughs> well, and it was just, and I think it was unlike unlike Infinity War, where there's a thousand characters that you're keeping up with. You have this very core group and this right. family that you give a shit about. Yeah. Yes, and I think that's what makes it really gut punch yeah uh on a lot of ways so you see michael douglas is talking about a uh ant-man prequel yeah i don't a know Hank how ant-man movie i don't know how they'll do that exactly but i'm in they can de-age him 
I don't they think did in the be beginning. expensive. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see them de-age him completely. Yeah. It'd be a little, it'd be a little rough. All right. So let's go ahead and get into here. Uh, let's start with originality. Uh, what are you giving it, Dan? I'm giving it a seven. Seven. Liz? So I gave it an eight for originality. I actually am at a seven as well. So uh, you want to yeah, say what, Dan? Tell us what, what, what did you land at a seven here? Well, I, I usually go to a seven when there's uh, reference material, when it's not an original concept. Um, and we've seen the whole search for the family member thing before. And, and you know, there, there's a lot of tropes in here that we've seen before, especially a lot of the size gags from the f- previous movie and everything. Right. Uh, but fun. Loved it. Yeah. You know, yeah. But just not that original. Um, but, uh, it's, it's still, you know, above, above bar. Right. And I, I, I think I landed similar. Um, again, we're, it's a sequel first of all. So that's, that's, that's a comic book sequel. Right, right, right. And so there's, there's not even a whole lot of new characters that get introduced here. Um, you know, you have the people from the original movie, a lot of the side characters from the original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll add, basically all we added in was uh, uh, we added in Ghost. We added in Bill Foster. And we kind of sort of almost add, um, you know, J- uh, Janet, Janet, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, she even made an appearance in the first one. Right, exactly. So there's not a mask. Right. But you're right. But a lot of the side gags, whatever else. Mm-hmm. What I will give it for originality, though, is you did definitely do interesting things with what's going on here. Yeah, you didn't yeah. rely great use of powers. I'm great use of powers. You stayed within your, and, and you, they didn't rely on, they didn't Austin powers this. And I know I always come back to this as right. my thing. Like they didn't, they didn't just do, I think Lewis was about the only direct, like direct riff that they did last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. They don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think a seven, a seven is where it landed for me. Like you're above, you, th- th- this isn't a basic retread, but we're definitely staying in safe ground. Uh, so I bumped mine up a little bit because from my perspective, this wasn't a very stereotypical, um, you know, hero versus villain. Like we didn't really have like a big, big bad. And, you know, the antagonists in this movie were actually fighting for a pretty decent cause. However, yeah. however, kind of selfish it may have been, you know, ghost isn't a villain. You know, Ghost is just trying to fix her body no, molecules a from getting torn apart. Yeah, fair. But, but he's not. But he's but hardly he, a big bad. Yeah, but right. he's like meh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's just another. There's like multiple angles of antagonism have, happening in this plot. Right. And I just feel like he was just a piece of that, and he wasn't like the bad guy. He was just like that jerk with the southern accent. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel, because I feel like they were fighting Ghost way more than they were fighting Sonny. Like, he just, he, he made his appearance at the beginning and he showed up again at the end and then that was kind of it. Well, I think, I mean, it goes back to, you know, Ant-Man is still a heist movie and Ant-Man of the Wasp is, is, is continues that heist movie type feel. You know, yeah. this, mm-hmm. this almost Ocean's Eleven-ish, uh, you know, multi-thread pro- plot kind of thing as we try to pull all these, these disparate threads together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I still think I mean I still think I'm I'm pretty solidly a seven on this one. Are you going to be terribly hurt if we pull you down? No. Okay. So cool. I think we got a, we got ourselves a seven for originality. All right. Let's talk. Thirty years of me buckling to what men want me to say. <laughs> I'm pretty used to it by now. God Almighty. <laughs> let's move. Uh, let's move on to the next category. <laughs> next category is story slash writing. <laughs> All right, Liz, why don't you start us off so that we all know what we're supposed to say. Right. (laughs) So this one, I was at a seven. 
Was that a seven? Mm-hmm. I uh, I actually I actually also landed a seven here. What about you, Dan? I was at seven two because Liz says so. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Glad we avoided all that conflict. That needs conflict. Hooray, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> hey, Liz, tell us why we think it's a seven. Yeah. So we think it's a seven. Um. So I didn't. I didn't love the pacing of this in the beginning was a little off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love how far into Ghost's backstory we got. I feel like yeah. I feel like it took a really really long time to get through her backstory. Mm-hmm. It was a little yeah. it was a little snoozy at a certain point where I was like, okay, we get it. Like there was a lot of exposition. Yeah, there was a, yeah. there was a lot of exposition in this movie, and I think it screwed up the pacing for me because we didn't we didn't. It felt like the actual plot got lost in there a little bit. Not enough Cassie, which is BT so dubs. weird because yeah. I would not have thought that it was Cassie I wanted to see more. But that gets right. into characters a bit. Yeah. yeah, but but overall, like I still like I said, like I think it was I think it falls into the originality for me a little bit too. They bleed into each other. How I thought it was really interesting that it was kind of good guys fighting against each other. Sure, you know. All right, Dan, where, where about you? Um, yeah, I think we covered a lot of it in originality um, that, you know, th- it took a lot of story tropes and put them together in a nice little package. Right. Um, and I did like the package, so I went above five on it. Yeah. But I, I just i am not in love with it. It's not the greatest story ever told. And I think I think I, I'm kind of landing the same there. There was the I think you're right. The pacing, the pacing suffered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um we did not get. Uh, uh, we didn't. I, I would have liked to have seen a little more done. I would have liked to see them because Ant Man, the original Ant Man, I actually would have given. I know we didn't. We there was before we were doing these rankings, right? But I would have given the the uh, Ant Man, uh, the original one, probably an eight or an or eight, eight or nine and eight, eight or writing, nine, yeah. And yeah, for story for story because I think that would that one was doing something bold and different, and it was moving through it. Is and this is this is that part too. Um, so it kind of like you know, I mean, it still works. You still have a good cast. You still have. Wait. Good pieces, but T- time out. Yeah. Can somebody explain the sentient ants to me? They're not sentient. No. Okay. They it, it, they're slaves. They're they're mind controlled. Oh, that makes it really sad. <laughs> that that earpiece. Every time that Hank uh, would uh, come into the frame, basically, they would hand him an earpiece that he would put on uh-huh. when he would come into a scene. That earpiece is uh, a communications device that he uses to sonic uh, psychically communicate with the ants and tell them where to go and what to do. Okay. And like the one... The I mean, I guess that's what they do anyway in their colonies. They're right. all just like, whatever. They're, they're, mindless they're drone ants. Dro- yeah. Right. Yeah. So he hijacks basically that process and, and basically takes the place of the queen okay. and telling them what to do. And there's a whole... If, if you watch the first Ant-Man, uh-huh. there's a lot of explanation of that and they show the process of Scott learning to control the ants uh-huh. and how much better Hope is at it yeah. than he uh, ever will be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how that works. And they even said that the large ant that took Scott's place with the ankle bracelet was programmed to do his daily right. processes. Yeah, the drums. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, so good. Uh, all right. So yeah, we're pretty late in the seven uh, characters. So characters where I'm gonna where I'm gonna definitely bump this up. This thing was a solid eight, and I could have gone nine, but I'm gonna go eight on 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 characters. I'm in agreement. Uh, Are you ready as well? I am too. How Look about at that? us? Wow. It must be Elijah's fault that we fight all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if he wasn't here with all his angry drunkenness and rampant alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. You had to go back and listen to last week's episode because let me say like, <laughs> you don't notice that no, no, as no, much no, no, as no, you no. think. I was uh, sitting right next to it. <laughs> if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I request you know nay, skip it. Demand that you go back and listen. <laughs> You're talking to Liz or our listeners? Everyone. Our listeners, because 
that is some amazing Eli work. That really. Like, we've I, never had Eli like that, Eli. That actually, that's the one to go back and watch on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you haven't watched us on YouTube, go for that one because it was a lot of fun. That'll be, I, fun is a word for it. Anyway, uh, let's talk about how so amazing ca- the characters so were. So I loved the characters and uh, in, in this thing. So you've got, first of all, I love the, the, the dynamic between Scott Lang and Hope Pym. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about this for a minute because... This is so well done. Oh, by the way, it should be Hope Van Dyne. That's a typo on my, my part. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yes, uh, Hope Van Dyne. So it, it would have been easy here to do the, in a, in a, in a typical setup, uh, you would have the guy would be more of the hope, you know, hope is the, he would be the, the tough, no nonsense, badass, yeah. and you know, the, and she'd be the, you know, the, the funny sidekick or something like that. So you already, you, you like have the, oh, so I've gotten myself into a sticky situation again, save Or if me. this was an right. X-Men cartoon, it she would be, would fall out of oh. right, right, she would, she would fly up really high, <laughs> use her powers once, and then scream and fall, uh-huh. and then Beast actually would have to come catch him, because that's what her does. Is. Right. Anyway, um. So you've already got that flip, but when you see that flip and you have a strong, capable, intelligent, powerful woman, you usually then pair them with an idiot uh, who's just worthless. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I would point you towards any Seth MacFarlane show, uh, but Family Guy is the most obvious. You know, The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. where you've where like the, like to that point where you look at the you look at the woman, and you're like, are you? Are you trapped? Do you just enjoy berating men? And just Blink don't twice can't... if you need help. Right. Like, I don't understand. But this one has, they, Scott has his own skill set that he's bringing to the table. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that she doesn't have and that they complement each other and they're partners and they're legitimate partners. And I love I think the, the way they did that. And I think the first time we saw that, you know, kind of like making its, its, its way into the comic book mm-hmm. movie universe was Wonder Woman. Let's see. We talked about this when we did our Wonder Woman well, review. I'm trying, Actually, I'm trying to think if there's a movie that... Uh, again, if we go back to the first movie, she was there. She had that same attitude. She just didn't true. have a suit. Right. Yes. She had the ability to, to, to work with the ants. Yeah. Like she, right. she knew this world. She knew these powers and how to manipulate them. But dad just would not give her a suit. Yeah. Because right. he didn't want to lose her like he lost his mother. Right. Her, her mother. Right. But no, but to Al's point, like, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's You're great right, because, because one, yeah, like Scott Lang's kind of goofy. He's kind of doofy, mm-hmm. but he's also still Ant-Man. Well, he's know? also an MIT graduate. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's, the guy. I mean, he's really, he's just very Paul Rudd. And he's really good at right. parkour it's, somehow. He's got, he got better at parkour. Uh, I don't know. His did, parkour was pretty decent in the first movie. That's what you learned in jail. I don't know what else you did in prison. Like he didn't pop up. <laughs> I don't think so. there's much to park. Cause he was just a hacker, prison. but they made him into a cat burglar for some reason. In the Cause he had to, yeah. he had to do that too. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to, think, I, there, I feel there's gotta be a movie before wonder woman and the superhero movie before Wonder woman that did it. But no, I, I think, don't, I, I think, can't I think, think of, honestly, I can't think was, of one. That was one of the things that Logan, that, that really <laughs> brought it out when we, when we were discussing it is we were like, we've never really seen something like this before because mm-hmm. God, what was his name? Steve. Steve Trevor. He, he, you know, he was his own person and he was strong and she didn't need him and he didn't need her, but their chemistry together was great. Yeah. And I, so, so I love that for the characters. That part I, I I think is the thing that really jumped out at me, Mm -hmm. but I still loved, uh, I still loved, you know, the, the, the entire thing with Lewis and then with the other two convicts, Dave Dave and Kurt, the back and forth. You mean T.I.? Yeah. Yeah. And and the Bulgarian guy? <laughs> the their, their back and forth there, especially <laughs> the entire thing with the truth serum. 
just... He's truth, sir. He's truth, sir. And you know, that's a fake accent. He's American. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And he's also in The Dark Knight Rises. So he walks in both universes. Is he? Yeah. He plays uh, one of the guards that uh, the Joker kills, I think. Oh, oh that's funny. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, that, they're back and forth phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just loved it. And, the, and it felt like, and it did feel like... And this is another thing that's hard for a lot of movies to get, but though it felt like those guys were actually friends. Like these guys yeah, were right. like, like actually co-workers. friends, actually coworkers. Right. Yeah. The way like they riff the off whole, of each other. This is my desk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you weren't here when we were picking. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's so real. It is. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I, I loved all of that stuff. And, um, then I think the other piece that was really working for me, we just got to, pa- we got to talk about Maggie Paxton and, and Cassie. Cassie. Yeah. We so didn't this, get enough of any of them. No. So these guys were in the first movie. Um, this is obviously Paul's ex-wife, his daughter. Sorry, not Paul. Hank. <laughs> Scott. No. Scott. Scott. Sorry. Got to be Good God. Scott, well, Hank is the, is, anyway, it doesn't matter. Scott's uh, ex-wife and, and the daughter, and then obviously her new husband. Mm-hmm. And again, they showed an awesome family dynamic. That was healthy. Yes. That was, you know, like, like not all divorces have to end in god awful misery for everyone involved. Right. Uh, they all loved the kid, and the way Paxton would just like really, you could see Paxton being there uh, for Scott, like way more than he needed to be, right. way more than even than Scott was comfortable with, but just bringing him in for the big hugs, beautiful. Which fits in perfectly at the with the end of the first movie. Exactly. The way that they wrap that up. Exactly. Led perfectly into this one. Exactly. Um, have you seen? Like Cassie is going to appear in Infinity War, or not Infinity War, Avengers 4. Oh, is she really? really? But she's been recast. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck you. No. As a 14-year-old. Oh. And I'm back in. <laughs> yeah. So uh, chances are we're going to see some timey-wimey stuff happening. Let's save that. Yeah. Because uh, I think theories are something we need to do. Sure. At the end here. Mm. Uh, so what else? Do you guys have anything else for characters? Uh, no. We didn't get a lot of time with him, but Agent Jimmy Woo. Oh, my God. So I love good. him so much. <laughs> so, so good. good. What's the, what, do you watch him in um, Off the Boat? Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the yeah. Boat. Oh, my God. I love I love him so much. The dinner. You wanna do you wanna get do you wanna go get dinner? <laughs> you, I mean we like I'm available for dinner. And like, do you wanna no, of course not. Like just And you know, we had a great relationship, I think, too, with Hank and Janet. Oh yeah. That felt real. Yeah. Even even when it was Scott being Janet. Yes. You know? Oh. Oh, that was so good. It yes. Credit so to Paul Rudd. Good. For bringing able to bring it like here's that. Here's a character that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer really only gets, what, 10, 15 minutes of screen time as Janet that you actually get to see this like character developed. Right. Right. And he was able to take that and create an impersonation right. of that character that, <laughs> that fit, felt that real. felt right. It did. It was like, amazing. Yeah. Because you do. And I think, and I think the thing too is I didn't laugh through that. I laughed at first. I did a little bit. Like I, I laughed at first. a little bit. Yeah. But as it carries on, you just like you you get it. Like you just forget that it's Paul Rudd standing there. You know, you forget that this is. It's not funny. It's just touching. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then when and he comes out of it, it's like ah, I got nothing. Nothing, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just going back to pure Paul Rudd. Ah. <laughs> uh, Again, uh, uh, that's a trope that we've seen before, but right. pulled off beautifully. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And credit to Paul Rudd for that one too, because yeah. he did he did a great job. Um, but yeah, they're there. I'd Can imagine we just take a minute and talk about how well Michelle Pfeiffer 
has not aged. Right. Like God. just. Well, the quantum realm will do Yeah, that. I know. Seriously. Like now <laughs> we got all that healing energy. Finally, it took, it, it took Ant-Man 2 to bring out Michelle Pfeiffer's secret. <laughs> I had to, to. Well, and I got to imagine uh, uh, it's not hard to have chemistry with, with, yeah. with Michelle Pfeiffer. Like I have, I'd have chemistry with Michelle Pfeiffer just instantly. <laughs> I don't know that she would have any chemistry with me, but I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I don't think it's called chemistry at that point. I think it's just called stalking. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Stalking. <laughs> I would stalk. No, 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 no. I think it's, can we just go with, no, that'd be weird. <laughs> but, this took a dark turn and I didn't mean for it to get dark. But when Hank and Janet actually see each other for the first time. Oh yeah. That was beautiful. It was. And like the chemistry was there and the romance was there and you felt it like, mm-hmm. I did. I started, I started watching the entire time when they're there, and I'm like, I swear to fucking God, if it snaps, if the thing snaps now, I swear to fucking God. You've got to go back and watch the first one, Liz. You should. Oh, my God. You should. It'll if give it, you so much more appreciation for this one, I if think. If what thing snaps? The snapping. If the snapping had happened during that. Oh. Have you seen Infinity War? <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it. I didn't know. So, the thing the snaps. Snapping. The snapping. The snapping. Did we just, did we just? Oh, I don't know. That wasn't me. I, Aww. no, I, are you guys, have you guys seen this thing with, with, with uh, Reddit? Cause I'm a part of the Thanos did nothing wrong. Oh, you yeah. guys haven't heard of this. So there's a subreddit <laughs> called Thanos did nothing wrong. Uh-huh. And in the su- subreddit, they're basically, it's not, it's not, it could easily That's a go flawed premise. Well, I mean, it could, it could easily go like men's rights, but it didn't. So all it is, is just a bunch of memes about Thanos. And it was really funny. Uh-huh. And then at some point they decided that they would do uh, the, 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 the people on the thread said we should, in order to keep the balance in the universe, ban half of our users. Oh my God. And so did they? Well, yeah, all the women. Uh, <laughs> and so they, uh, and so the the idea kind of caught on. And so the guy tried to get Reddit to do it. And Reddit said, "No, uh-huh. that would be really hard on our database." Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then they're like, they came around, they kept pestering, and finally they're like, "All right, all right, all right." Uh, it was supposed to happen July third. They pushed it back. Actually, it was it was today. Today was supposed to be the snap. Did you survive? I don't know. I haven't logged in yet because well, they. For- I, I'll, I'll check in a second. They're banning you from Reddit is, entirely, or just that no, subreddit? Just that, just that subreddit. Well, this we got um, live content here. Let's do so this. So I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll look it up in a minute uh, to find out whether or not I survived. But at that point, the 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 developers were. It was supposed to happen on July, I think, third or fifth or whatever. But the develop that would have meant the development team at Reddit would have had to work on the fourth, right? To try to because it's not. I mean, I know it just it's, seems like it's simple to pick a whole bunch of people and hit delete, but it's not, right? And so what they all did, you have to do is collect all of the infinity stones and snap your fingers. I don't right. understand what's so difficult about this. They're only in seven different <laughs> different realities. So the thing here is that since then, the subreddit has exploded mm-hmm. and there was like 30,000 people in it originally. There's now hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> in the subreddit. Too many. Uh, the, we, we, we must reduce. Right. And they, uh, they, this got so far that they, it got the Russo brothers attention Oh Jesus! and they actually have, they posted last night uh, a very short video of Josh Brolin himself. He's actually, Stop it. he's, he's, <laughs> He's laying in bed, which is weird. Uh, but he's like, and he says, no, "I'm like, not. it's never weird. Don't you say that's weird? <laughs> it's not. It's not weird. I, is it not shirt off? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he's still Go got on. the blanket up, like he's a, like he's a woman in a like sitcom, a, like a lady. Uh, so they always have to. Anyway, but he says, "All right, Reddit, you wanted it, and he snaps. And that wasn't when it happened. It, they don't know when it's going to happen on Monday. And then what they've also said is that anybody who gets snapped is now invited to a there's a couple like they're called the soul stone is the name of the subreddits and so you're allowed to go to the soul stone <laughs> one as well but it's completely even so the moderators like there's no they they set a, a, a reddit set up a whole deal to randomly do it for them so the moderator just presses the button and 
Oh my God. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever that's hilarious. heard. Yeah. That's the internet at its best people. Oh my God. That in the Arab spring. Some- Those two things right there. Right there. Sometimes there. I love the internet. Uh, so we're at an eight for characters. How did we let's, get here? Let's get in. That's right. That's right. There's an Arab spring reference for you here, folks. Wow. We're uh, we're a full service podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. Technical. <laughs> One to ten. Dan, start us off, man. Um, I'm going with the seven here. Yeah, you had a seven? Um, you know, all the visual stuff was right on. Um, I didn't see any flubs, you know, CGI wise or, right. or special effects wise or stunts, but uh, just the audio didn't grab me. The the, the soundtrack, the, the the score, like nothing nothing jumped out at me as Oh my God, that's amazing. Except, you know what? The quantum realm was pretty fantastic. So I might have to go with an eight. Yeah. Yeah. The more I think about the quantum realm and that scene where it just goes to black. Yeah. I'm going with eight. I talked myself up to an eight. (laughs) Liz? Uh, I was at a seven. Yeah. I was at a seven. So it was, it was kind of very like enjoyable. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Nothing, nothing popped out at me extra good and nothing popped out on me extra bad. I'm very extra good with my words right now, apparently. No, it's, it's an inspired. This is why you're the co-host. Movie good. Do I like yeah, watch no, I, it? Your ghost effect was pretty cool. The yes. Quantum realm was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And what were the little, what are the little things called that he, when he was all tiny and he was floating through? Oh, the, those are single celled. I don't know remember what they're called, they're, but they're, they're something bears. They're like, they call them something bears. Yeah. I don't remember. That was, that, that was, but bad. yeah. And actually, so that was the thing too, is I, I'm still hovering between a seven and an eight. And now I feel okay. like it's going to be, since you're at a seven and you're at an eight, I feel like I'm going to push this one way or the other. I'm that's, you're called the swing boat, Al. <laughs> nope. Also the host. I, I'm real torn here. Cause I did. I, this was the one I couldn't decide on because mm-hmm. you're the quantum realm and the way that it did. And here's the thing that I, from a visual standpoint, yeah, I'm at an eight. Yep. From a visual standpoint, here's what it did that I loved. The quantum realm did not look like the Doctor Strange going through the time stuff. Yeah. But it did bear some similarities to it. And if you get into quantum mechanics, which I have an idiot's understanding of, there is those two things. When you get down to the quantum realm, time stops. Mm-hmm. Time stops mattering. It's the, all the the rules of physics break down, and the rules of quantum physics take over, and, and quantum mechanics takes over. and And the fact that they were visually similar but not the same mm-hmm. was done in such a great way, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And the what they did and how they did it, and the technical a lot of the technical decisions they made there, the effects of the shrinking and the growing are always look really good. Yeah, and because that, that can go very bad, especially in fight scenes. It did, and and it and it's very it's so seamless. And the choreography, I think too, and the choreography which would fall under technical. And when you toddler sized, Paul Rudd. Yes. Running through the elementary school with the hoodie on. So good. And the teacher. The teacher. Wait. Stop. Uh, (laughs) He just gives up. (laughs) Because that's, and that's true. And this was, that was a really great choice for me directorially because normally this guy would then become a problem, chase him around the school or whatever. And it was just like, but he did. You thought you were going to have that moment of like, oh no, he's caught. Right. No, no, he's not. No, it's just, all right. And there's this thing that they carried over from Ant Man 1 because there's a, a point in Ant Man 1 where he goes into the quantum realm briefly and gets out really fast. And during that time, there was a flash of Janet that they showed kind of 
ghosted off in the, the background. Right. And if you look closely when Scott's in the quantum realm in this one, you see what looks to be two big purple eyes like in the background behind him, which could be either Thanos or Dormammu. Ooh. Because Ooh. we're jumping realms, right? Yeah. Ooh. So nice. that could tie in hugely into the future of the MCU. You just pick up on so many good things. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's like it's a good thing. It's the way he's here. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't end up in rehab. I think I could be. I don't know. I think I could be right up to an eight now. Yeah, I think. What did you? And then we need to talk about the phasing stuff with with um, ghost with ghost uh, because there was the scene there where they open the door to the van and she's got her arm through Hank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which was perfect. Like mm-hmm. that's, it was really great use of the phasing stuff. It was, it was used in an inter- interesting way and then made the fight between, you know, between Scott and Janet, not I'm sorry, Scott and hope mm-hmm. versus her. I mean, that was really well done. The moment where, I mean, the kitchen scene was obviously great, but we saw that through the trailers. Right. But the spot where um, she, I think was, I think he bends over and, 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 and Hope jumps off of Scott's back, mm-hmm. I think is the way it was. One mm-hmm. way, the other. That kind of creative use of the way it went and the, how it worked, just really, really well done. Yeah. And her seamless ability to use the powers to shrink and, and right. enlarge. At, at a moment's notice, just instinctively, she's so right. good at it. Yeah. And the way it was done with the cars, with the other little pieces and parts, like, yeah. Yeah. No, it. Okay. Yeah, that's an eight. I'm I at guess, an eight. Well, I guess we're at an eight. Guys. We're at an eight. All right. Uh, and that brings us to overall enjoyment. Liz, why don't you tell us how we feel about this one? I was at an eight. Eight. Uh, I'm actually at a seven. Dan? Mm, I was at an eight. All right. Tell us why the movie sucked out. <laughs> <laughs> I. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't, I guess it didn't, a seven, for a seven for me, is like, hey, that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't leave freaking out. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I left, I left like, I really enjoyed that and I kind of kept that way. I could come up to an eight. I got no issue coming up to an eight yeah. with it. But there was just, it didn't, it didn't quite grab me the way that I would normally do to, for me to come out swinging at an eight for something like that. Yeah. I just base it off of, you know, I didn't think that movie sucked at all. So all right. that's why I'm at it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when it, my overall enjoyment gets dropped by like if something really bothered me and nothing about this movie really bothered me. No. You know, this movie, when I walked out of it, all I was thinking about was how does this fit in with what's coming next? You know, yeah. because because of where we're at in the MCU with the with Infinity War, with Captain Marvel coming and with Avengers 4 coming, you know, that that's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> on the slate before Avengers 4 is just this and Captain Marvel. So they're laying all the groundwork in two movies, which they've never done before. Right. That's yeah, you're at a whole different you're at a whole different thing. Yeah. And and the way that they use the quantum realm here to to further the MCU, I think, is is really brilliant. And we see that Scott's collecting that uh what do they call it? Nano energy. Mm-hmm. Uh that uh Janet used to hope to, to fix Ghost. Yeah. Um Obviously, that's going to come into play somewhere down the line. Yeah, it, I think in a you big know, this, way. This just felt like they were laying little breadcrumbs that are going to come into play in the future. And I, while making it also a really fun, enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. So for, for that, the, the, the seamless integration into the universe 
and the progression of the universe, plus just it was fun in its own, brought it up to an eight for me. Okay, I'll give it to you. So I have a question. Uh-huh. I had many of these during this, apparently. So being stuck in the quantum realm, you say that the laws of physics don't apply. So is that why Janet just didn't need to eat for 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. You get, (laughs) we just kind of explained that all the way with quantum physics. We just kind of wait. She was eating those little bear guys. Oh no. Oh, well, Hey, it was one. It was dimmer. It was in her or them. (laughs) She was in a wasp costume. So she had her little blasters and everything, you know? Well, that thing too was like, when you get down, it's, Actually, because science with Kyle Hill does a decent job at trying to walk through this stuff, I this stuff is so deep. When you get into the quantum stuff, it's so wild, and the way the universe breaks down but then rebuilds itself mm-hmm. is, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even. I, and they they illustrate that just beautifully. Yeah, they do. They do well, still keeping it nice and 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 bite sized for <laughs> those of us who are just shoveling popcorn down their face hole. <laughs> right. So um, I don't shovel. I do. I shovel popcorn into a bucket of Actually, cherry Actually, I shovel because I go see movies by myself, and then, so I'm sitting there. I actually saw this one by myself, too. Yeah? So, yeah, is it nice? It. Oh, I love seeing movies by myself. I absolutely. This is our only movie rated at a 38. Ooh. And a 38. I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It uh, puts it squarely. I don't know how I feel about this, this ranking because I've said in the past, I think we underrated Guardians Volume 2. But this puts it right above Gardens Volume 2. Ooh, really? Right below Black Panther. Mm, okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, I don't think... I don't think we underrated Guardians 2. Uh, Go back and watch it. Well, I've, I've seen Empire Strikes Back, so what's the point? It's true. You got a good point <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is it? That was me. What is it? Freaky Friday? Did you guys <laughs> switch was, bodies? Well, I can't fight with that. Well, I, and, and <laughs> that, was, had me. that was me just taking that one away before he got to it. Like, <laughs> just go ahead. And, Fair. Uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit of a theory craft here. Yes. Uh, and what we think, what we think is kind of coming next. So Cassie. Yeah. Let's start with Cassie. Mm-hmm. So Cassie is actually a member of the Young Avengers. Okay. And she, uh, and, and, by let's just call it osmosis, I guess, picks up some of her father's shrinking, growing abilities, mm-hmm. and goes. I thought that was the suit. It does. It's, it's, what it's, I, it's, I, it's the pim particle which the suit propagates. Oh, okay. Let's just say right. right. So we're 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 hand waving past a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on on Cassie Lang, uh, but so with a little bit of stuff, then you kind of get there. So I think there. I don't think they're going to try to start new Avengers any time in the immediate future, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be, I don't, I wouldn't say that that would be, that'd be too far out. And there's some interviews with Kevin Feige that support that he's not, he didn't do that on accident. Uh, right. and her comments there at the end of the movie where she wants to help people like her dad and that you've got a child actor that is just really interesting and really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's, that's part of it here. Uh, world's best grandma. So is that, is that the girl playing the mm-hmm. 14 year old? So um, that's that part. Uh, uh, Infinity War here. So, so we, but we saw, so in the post credit scene, for those of you who left before the post credit scene, the fuck is what, what's wrong people? with you? Seriously, the come on. Off. Why do you even listen? Ten years. Uh, what are you even doing? I've been doing this for 10 I cannot tell you how years. many people I saw walking. Like I boo them at this point. Like They stand <laughs> up and I'm like, boo, you're stupid. And then they're, they usually yell something back like, this is the third time I've seen this asshole. And I'm like, oh, well, 
Whatever. Get out of my movie theater. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm I sorry. I should have thought before I booed. It's opening uh, night. I also I also drink alone when I go to the movies. <laughs> so there's that too. So the um so 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 he's stuck in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. All by all by his lonesome. Right. Or maybe with purple eyes. But Whom, whomever purple eyes fair. may or may not be. Uh, what color are Thanos' eyes? Purple. purple. I think. But he's the rest purple. of them is purple. He can't be purple and purple. Oh, he can't. I'm brown with brown eyes. Ooh, science. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I get sure. I don't care. I guess. The, so, what do we think happens next here, Dan? What's your theory? I'm uh, guessing it sounds a little like my theory. Yeah, I, I have no idea how he gets out. Oh, really? I have a theory. Thanos' eyes okay. glow blue. Okay. Uh, so I am assuming, so when you get down to the quantum realm, time breaks down mm-hmm. uh, and it stops to really have a whole lot of meaning, which is why the 30 year thing and the food and the whatever. So, uh, based on that and based on some leaked set photos that we've seen earlier, we, we're pretty sure that Ant-Man shows back up at the battle for New York from Avengers one. Right. So I'm guessing through the time stream, he just kind of finds his way out or forces his way out. She did say to watch out for the time vortex. Exactly. So he could go through a time vortex exactly. and pop out of the quantum realm. Well, we or maybe he, figure out a hack with his suit like he did. Right, which is what he did in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, so he could. So I think he gets out and then he blows. Sorry him. for the spoilers. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, Thanos has uh, bright blue glowing eyes and Dormammu's got some big old glowing purple eyes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Okay. So, ooh, so let's 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 chew on that for a minute. So well, say, hang on, we're you don't jump around here. We're, we're gonna finish this one. Oh, all right, go mm-hmm. on. I'm sorry, I was I was googling that, and not listening to what the hell you two are talking about right now. So continue. So we're talking about how Ant Man shows up in the Battle of New York from Avengers One. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what she stayed with us now. So the time vortex, I think that she mentions. I think I'm she listening. she pops. With, I, th- I think he ends up in the time vortex. I think he maybe. I think he he could steal the tesseract at that point. Actually, no. You know what? I'm betting happens. Here's my theory. I bet that he he gets himself out of the quantum realm the same way he got himself out of the quantum realm last time. Gets any kind of an idea as to what's going on. And then either maybe he catches up with an Avenger first or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he calls Cap. But he goes he goes to America. Cap. In America, it's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he goes. I think he goes tiny. I think he hits. He hops the time stream. I think he ends up at Avengers one uh, battle in New York. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we start to pick this up here. So that's interesting. So, so wait, he basically goes back in time to be like, guys, well, but then he wouldn't know if he just ends up there. You well, think, I mean, you think he, he comes out, figures out what's going on and goes back. I in think he's back. Yeah. I think he comes out, figures it out and then goes back in with or without the Avengers in tow. Hmm. Um, How did he get out the first time? He used, uh, you know, those little discs that they would throw to make things smaller or bigger. Uh-huh. He had one of those in there and he was able to put that into his little belt thing and pop it in and it made him big again. Oh, so it's kind of hack the suit, right? Gotcha. Which, which again, we got those little buttons on this one so he could just go. Oh, yeah. Hope did this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, right. Although he was always kind of passed out when she did that. So, but he is still an MIT. He's, yeah, like he's not. Yeah. So True. there's it wouldn't be. So I think I'm thinking he hops. I think he hops a time vortex and that's because there, there's got to be some time travel in Avengers uh, uh, four. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I mean, and then at some point we're going to have to go future to get an older Cassie. You're right. Or, uh, yeah, or she's got to come back in time. Or she's got to come back in As, time. Or, I mean, do we know when Avengers 4 is going to pick up? Like, That's a good point. 
We don't actually don't know when Avengers 4 will start. We don't know that it's going to be immediately after the event. It could start with her as a teenage genius trying to figure out how to save her dad from Quantum Realm. Yeah, All right? cable. Like, yeah. We get like we don't know. This world could be on hold for the next couple of years. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone she just kind of wandering around he like, could oh shit. Pop out and then they figure out a way to get him back in time. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Ooh. I'm no, I'm I'm digging all of this. Uh so there's that part. So then um what are the other theories we got the other pieces we got to cover here? Um Oh, there's another theory we're going to talk about. So you got your mama's eyes? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to see if there's a, there's a still shot of of what Apparently they about. did uh Peyton Reed the director really wanted to get a Rick Moranis cameo but was not able to make that work out. Yeah, he Rick, Rick Moranis should have retired. Yeah. Like he ain't doing he ain't doing shit these days. <laughs> Well, he had good reasons. Yeah, no, I'm not blaming the guy. Uh, take your payday and go home. You did your part for God and country. Well, no, his wife died, and he retired to take care of his kids. Even better. Yeah. But you still got paid, brother. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot easier to stay and take care of your children when you got that oh, yeah. sweet, sweet, honey, I shrunk the kids money. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters money. Uh, yeah, that Ghostbusters money is. That's not to mention that little shop of horrors money. What, 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 what? Uh, Reddit users have spotted a set of purple eyes that quickly flicker in the background. Ant-Man having to fight his way out of the quantum realm. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So what could that we've mean? We've lost, we've lost Liz. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm into this. What, what could that mean if, if. Well, Dormammu is an interdimensional being. Right. Right. So he can hop from realm to dimension to, you know, wherever he wants to go, basically. But his presence, what does that mean for... Oh, because Strange is gone. Yeah, because Doctor Strange is gone. Because his deal at the end of Doctor Strange is he says, you got to leave Earth alone. Mm -hmm. But if Doctor Strange ain't there no more, then there's nothing to stop Dormammu from rolling in. Yeah. And we know Wong survived. Right. Wait, do we? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Wong was missing. No. I thought Wong was one of the Wong MIA. Went back to the, he went back to the Santorium, but the Russo brothers have confirmed that he survived. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So he's got to be on a mission to protect Earth from Dormammu at this point. Right. So, yeah, that's going to tie in somewhere. Yeah. So do we think that that's just, uh, just foreshadowing and not saying that, like, Dormammu is going to have something to do with the resolution? Maybe Dormammu is against this whole Thanos thing. Maybe he, that's true. Maybe he flips and helps the Avengers. We could have yeah. That'd be a crazy villain flip to have fucking Dormammu come in to help save the day, right? Because we can't have this Thanos thing happen. You know, that's that that could be nuts. Huh? Oh my god, I love so much of this. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of this. Is this all we're uh, going to do okay. for the next, like, until May 3rd, 2019? We're just going to... Pretty much. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows what they're going to introduce in Captain Marvel. Oh, my God. I'm oh still looking. Just this... Captain Marvel is going to be... When is that? That's soon, right? Soon-ish? March. They just finished wrapping. Oh, yes. Uh, so they just, just wrapped uh, filming, like, two days ago. So absolutely not soon. No. No, not soon enough. Great. <sighs> I, need <a> good, <laughs> I need a solid trailer for that one to keep me... Can we talk real quick about a great Wonder Woman theory? After we're done with this, uh, I think. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Are there any other any other theories we need to talk about for this one? Have we covered them all? I think we did. I think so. Okay. All right. So share us your one of them theory, and let's, and let's let's wrap this thing up. Okay. I got to credit where credit is due on this one. I didn't come up with this myself, but I freaking love it. Uh, this is a theory that was posited by uh, Mark Bernardin of Fat Man on Batman, uh, Kevin Smith's uh, podcast and YouTube show. Right. Um, we know Steve Trevor is showing up 
in Wonder Woman 2. Right. It's in the 80s. Right. Right. And he died in World War One. Right. Right. So, what? what's your We're theory? Not- Al, what's your theory on how Steve Trevor is going to be in this film? What? What are you going to ask me? And then what I'll give you mine. No, I don't know what you're going to ask me. Mark. Well, I was like, we just we talked about this yeah. on the show. Yeah. I talked about this. Wait, talked about what? About how Steve Trevor was in this one with the fanny pack? I don't mm. think that I was here for that episode. I would have remembered that. Mm. He shows up and he's wearing a fanny pack. Weird. So how how do you think that's going to be, <laughs> be explained? I'm afraid that it's going to be a descendant. Uh, <laughs> Somehow or no, a, no, 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 not a descendant. I'll be annoyed if it's a descendant. I'm assuming either superhero shenanigans and he survived it. Or one of my other, one of the theories I've heard floating around, not mine, but I loved is that it's actually the Martian Manhunter. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You heard that one too. Yeah. Yeah. So the Martian, the Martian Manhunter can shape shift uh, and can do a whole bunch of other things. So he oh, might have. Oh, that's mean. So, so that would be an amazing way. And he can way. also read, read minds. Yeah. He's a telepath and he can shape shift and he can, he's really powerful and really yeah. realistically speaking, the Martian, Man, Martian Manhunter should be able to murder Superman like quickly. He's never just hasn't wanted to. Right. I know. But every time about Superman being the most powerful, and I'm like, I'm actually pretty sure Martian Manhunter would be able to like end him. I don't know about that. Unless somebody gets him, gets a match. He can't like shape shift into kryptonite. So <laughs> right. But he could face shift into Superman and grab his heart. Oh, true. So you're not going to like reach into my chest and rip my heart out. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah, I love that freaking theory. Yeah. And, and it, it fits because usually Martian Manhunter takes the place of somebody who's died long ago in the past. So he could just be walking around with his face. She runs into him and goes, how the heck are you here? Ooh, I like that. And maybe they fight, you know, cause that's what superheroes do when they meet. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Until he's like, Whoa, I'm good. I'm a good guy. I like but it. I really like that way of introducing Martian Manhunter into this universe because that's one of those characters that a lot of the time people are like, oh, you can't do that in a movie. That just wouldn't work. But right. they've done it in Supergirl, the TV show. Yeah. So well, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's good. It's amazing. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and do. Let's uh, let's do JLMO. Uh, I got, I got, I got one for us today. Let's do some JLMO. This is JLMO. Uh, this JLMO is, of course, our uh, Patreon, Patreon sponsor and author, and uh, you can check her out at thejlmo.com. That's T-H-E-J-L-M-O dot com. Uh, you can find her short stories, or well, some short stories she'll be have up, uh, blog posts, etc., etc., etc. And she sponsors our book reviews every week. You can also, by the way, I should also mention, of course. The McShane Murder Mini Mystery Series. Yeah, you did it. If I slow down, you're getting I better do at it. that. Well, I just got to slow down. Uh, I, st- I just don't understand why you're not just calling it the McShane McMurder McMini Mystery <laughs> Mystery Series. Because she's paying us twenty damn dollars a month. Fair, fair, uh, fair. So this time, I'm, I'm actually going to recommend an old favorite of mine, uh, the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. So Ooh. this one reaches way back. So you, C.S. Lewis is mostly known for writing the Chronicles of Narnia, but. Uh, there he's done. He's done a lot of other books that are insane, and a lot of them are religious in uh, in scope and, th- and tone. Um, Mere Christianity is an amazing, amazing, amazing book. But the Screw Tape Letters uh, is a series of letters uh, from a demon mm-hmm. um, to uh, to Wormwood, and he's you know giving him advice, and he's going through, and they have this whole conversation about humanity and the ways that humanity is flawed, and the you know this all of this stuff done from the perspective of the devil uh, or from a demon, and it's 
it's it's not a long book and it's not a hard it's not a hard read although it is heavy mm-hmm. uh, and it's absolutely worth picking up and, and and checking out. So if you haven't checked out the Screw Tape Letters before, this is one of those classics that you will be glad that you read. Like it it's an enjoyable read. It makes you think um, and a, and a really really just C.S. Lewis is an insanely talented author uh, and it's a great Hot way take. to be able to. I heard he's yeah. all right. He's. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so check out the screw tape letters just for something very, very different off the off the path of what, what you might normally get recommended. Didn't he do uh, something about like a like a like a cat and like a closet or something? Yeah. <laughs> referring to the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it was it in a wardrobe? No, it was in this big scan of closet. Like a dresser. A wardrobe. Is that, that is what those are? Uh, let's do Liz's mom. Let's do Liz's mom. She actually, so, so my mom didn't send me a joke this week. She actually sent me, um, a really sad story. Um, she was attacked by a group of mimes and they did unspeakable things to her. Patreon.com slash for geek's sake. Yep. Yep. You let that happen. You have no one to blame but yourself for that one. Her money's green. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud. Yeah. My price is low. Uh, Liz, Liz, I'm glad you enjoyed that for all of us. <laughs> Shameless plugs. Dan, why don't you start this off? As always, you can find me at epiceventsorlando.com for all your DJ service needs. Uh, whether you're planning a uh, end of summer party or a, a wedding or a birthday party or anything. Anything. I'm your guy. Anything. Anything. Um, and uh, I like to plug the occasional podcast. So I've recently found this one. It's a fun little conspiracy theory uh, podcast called Hysteria 51. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got uh, a couple of hosts. What are their names? Uh, John and Brent are the two uh, hosts of the show, along with Conspiracy Bot, a cranky robot bent on world domination, who also happens to be the show's head researcher. I'm kind of in. Yeah, all it's right. it's kind of great. Uh, they cover uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, just a few things here. We've got uh, the history of uh, secrets. Oops, I didn't mean to play it. <laughs> um, they did an MK Ultra episode. Uh, they've done the Flat Earth. They've done all kinds of cool stuff about aliens and lizard people and you name it. If there's a conspiracy, that's what they talk about. So what was the name of it? Hysteria 51. Hysteria 51. All right. Yeah. Liz, what you got? Uh, so I bought a PS4 for myself for Christmas mm-hmm. and I set it up this weekend. <laughs> finally. Because you finally put down the switch for five minutes? <laughs> yeah, basically. Is <laughs> I, I finally <laughs> defeated Ganon and now it's time to move on to other things. Uh, so guys, I think my shameless plug is going to be find yourself a friend that can get you a code for a three month free <laughs> subscription to uh, PlayStation plus because that's pretty sweet. Uh, got myself a couple of free download games. Uh, I'm currently playing heavy rain, which is not great, which is a psychological thriller uh, action based. Like, you know, every action that you take basically dictates how mm-hmm. the rest of the story is going to go. Gameplay is not great. It's a little slow. The controls are really, really, really weird. Well, you are really selling. You're really selling this thing. But there is also another game that you can pick up on the free downloads this month called Extreme Exorcism, which is a really, really fun arcade style kind of like old uh, game where so you're a you're 
an exorcist basically and you're in this haunted house and you have to kill ghosts and each time you kill a, a ghost you get reset in the level and then an additional ghost appears and each new ghost mimics all of your movement from the last round and so it just gets like insane like you go like 20 25 rounds and you're just like fighting yourself at this point <laughs> so you, it's it's fun it's a cute little little you know time waster if you will right on. okay in the video games uh, I'm also going to plug my 30th birthday, guys. It's, com- it's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, not, in four years, right? Not only <laughs> in four years nice. from now. Not only am I going to plug my 30th birthday, but so I'm going on a I'm going on a vacation for my birthday. So I will not be here in Orlando on my actual birthday. You're plugging your vacation. Listen. <laughs> Uh, on July 28th, when I returned from my vacation, my birthday is on July 23rd. On July 28th, because somebody knew that I was also going to want to celebrate with all my friends, and not only all my friends, but all my geeky friends and, mm-hmm. and my fans, if I have any of those. I don't think I have fans. Uh, on July 28th, downtown Orlando is doing a Game of Thrones-themed pub crawl. Because they wow. knew. Because they knew. Uh, so this is this is my open invitation for anybody that listens to the show that gives a crap to come hang out with me on July 28th. Uh, the pub crawl starts at Shots, which doesn't sound promising. It's actually a terrible bar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah. you're selling this like you're selling the PS4. But then you get to go to <laughs> five, <laughs> you get to go to other five other bars in the whole midst of the, of the thing. It's just it's just not where at at 30 I would choose to you know start my night <laughs> on my 30th birthday. But who knows. I, I had to say, pub crawls aren't designed for 30-year-olds. They're not. They're not. They're less designed for 37-year-olds. How old were you when we went on the pirate pub crawl? Because I was 22. I was 30. (laughs) You hung. Oh, no, I did great. I can drink. I can still drink 22-year-olds into comas. Like, that's not (laughs) the point. (laughs) It's the next day. But the, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not as good as I once was. But, yeah. But I'm as good once as I ever was. Uh, Check Mm -hmm. it out. What's the Orlando... Pub, like pub crawl nation or something. I don't know. There's like a thing <laughs> I shared it. I shared guides. it on my nope. personal Facebook. If you buy tickets by July 6, you'll have already that's passed because this episode doesn't drop. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, it's like 10 bucks. Come hang it's out. It's been with a me. lot of really great shameless plugs from you. Come hang out with me. You get dressed up like a game of Thrones character. Celebrate my birthday with me. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Wee. It's going to be a fun time. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, I'm going to go as I think Marjorie. But oh, 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 I'm gonna go, but post uh, Sept of Baylor. Wow, so exploded. Yeah, I'm gonna go as spoilers as Arya Stark, and I'm just gonna wear a sign that says a girl is 30. I've already got it all played. I'm so, I'm so excited about it. I like it. I like it. Did you see her, uh, Maisie Williams's tweet today? No, from she wrapped filming, yeah, (gasps) for forever. And it was just a picture of her, like she was wearing like just white sneakers. And they're just covered in blood. Yeah. I'm. And she hashtagged last woman standing. tearing up right now. Well, because she was the last person to rap. It doesn't necessarily mean she was. I cannot handle anything that is happening right now. <laughs> Look oh. at her face. Oh, my God. Okay. I want to do my shameless plug here real quick. So, <laughs> I'll do your do that. so first, uh, uh, I just want to mention that uh, John Oliver from last week tonight watches our show. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Right. Cool. Right. We know, we've known this. He steals our ideas all the time. Right. Well, he stole another one. Uh, he did the whole thing on CRISPR and gene editing and uh, the same guy that uh, wanted that was hacking his genes in his basement. Yep. So I'm just saying, John, I'm on to you. Yeah. Uh, you need to you need to give some credit where it's due. Royalties. He did. Well, he then took off for the entire month of July. So he knows what he did, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he thinks I'm going to forget, which is true. <laughs> 
<laughs> but right now, I was gonna say there's an elephant pun in there somewhere. There's yeah, something like that. Also, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention movies with Mikey because they just finished. He just finished the Cornetto trilogy. Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Mm-mm. He did. Uh, he did. He just you know we're huge fans of movies with Mikey over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just dropped uh, 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 Shaun of the Dead, which means that he has now done. He actually did the entire Cornetto trilogy in reverse order. So for those of you who are not familiar with this, this is three movies all directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, and starring uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and a whole bunch of their crew. Mm-hmm. So Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, World's End. Uh, yeah. And they're, they're, the movies are not related in any real way, but they're just brilliant films. And there's so much going on in what feels like a really silly, stupid movie at first. But holy shit, what a great movie. So uh, my, my, my man movies with Mikey, Mikey Face on Twitter. He did his thing. So uh, it was really good. Uh, you should check it out. Film Joy. Film Joy. Also, uh, if you haven't seen the, the uh, how it should have ended for uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. you should do that too. So that's another YouTube thing. Uh, I think it's going to do it. All right. Uh, Dan, anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, I think that's it. All right, folks. Make sure you find ch- us on the socials. All of the socials. Hit Just subscribe. Smash the bell. Smash the bell. Uh, and, hey, you can find us on Spotify now. Well, you can find us on Spotify and, and Twitch and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have been experiencing issues getting a hold of our episodes, we apologize for that. We did a massive move away from Shot Engine, mm-hmm. which is great, by the way, if you're starting a brand new podcast. But uh, if you're, there's, there comes a point where you outgrow it. And we outgrew it a while ago and it kept going because we were poor. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're not there anymore. We're still stupid poor, but we're not there anymore. So we'll see what happens next. Uh, they get everything. Is everything you're supposed to do? Yes. Last chance. I think so. All right. Fantastic. That is going to do it for us, folks. Once again, want to thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe. Let us know what's going on. This is FGS Classics Month happening all month. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, elevator's not worthy. <laughs>